0: We don't have any rules on this show.
1: Well, um, we do,
0: but they're loose rules. Um ish I mean, it might be too early for a beer, but we'll have a beer. Um you're welcome to do that. Uh if you use colorful language, that's fine. Um what are our other
2: rules.
1: Uh we well, I mean it's again, it's early for beer, but if you are and you want to burp, lean in. We like both. for the show. think it's very judgy. No. He likes to judge your burps. At least okay. I
2: barely. I don't.
1: <laughs> Again, do you? Me. Fair. <laughs> is this uh, Nigel style coffee?
0: Of course it is. You ready to start the show? I don't know. Should we do it? And we've kind of already. Started. I mean,
1: I feel like it. I feel like we should go. Let's go. <laughs>
2: Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand, bumper to bumper, with graphic design, promo products, and print. See what Dire Oil Graphics can build for you at DireOil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com.
0: Welcome to Beers with Nigel. It's a show about beer
1: and other things. And other
0: stuff. <laughs> it or it, it depends on stuff. Whatever. It depends on uh, who you, who you're talking to. <laughs> or, or which which of our
1: logos you're reading?
0: I mean, fair fair point. <laughs> welcome to the show, uh, Sherry Wolgema. Did I say it correctly? You
3: did indeed.
0: Executive director of the Missouri Craft Brewers Guild. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
3: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Uh, this is probably our most you know. We talked to a lot of beer things people. This this is probably our most official one we've ever had. Yeah, I know. I, I- <laughs> We never had a guild on before. I,
1: know. Be on I, know, I, I kind of feel like maybe should I wear a collared shirt?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. We're real strict with the Brewers Guild. We're very, you know, uptight, neckties and formal suits and all that. So I
0: mean, one would assume that, right? I don't
1: know. I mean, is this a tuxedo show? No, no beer. No beer in the building.
3: I'm, I'm probably going to get docked cred points for not having a beer at 11 o'clock in the morning. So I mean, it's all good.
0: You know, I appreciate you back, backing it up because uh, shout out to Grains uh, and Taps downtown Lee Summit and their head brewer, uh, Brian Miller. He's getting married today. And so Nick and I are going to go shoot his wedding. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, so thanks for backing it up. He'll, he'll appreciate it. Shout out to Brian and Laura.
3: <laughs> Cheers. Nuptials. Congratulations. <laughs>
0: So before we get into the guild stuff, obviously we want to find out about you and uh, um, you know your beer journey. And we always ask the question: you know, everybody was drinking something, and then something turned you on to craft beer.
2: Yeah. Let's let's,
0: let's, let's talk about your background in beer. How how how'd you get into the beer business?
3: Well, um, just by pure love of craft beer, honestly. Um, I I'm going to age myself, but. Um, You know, like everybody else, we are we are all drinking something. Um, The year I graduated from college, our first brew pub opened in Columbia, and I went to school at Mizzou. So uh, Flat Branch Brewing opened, and it's still there, still kicking, still cranking out some great beer. And um, you know, it became our little hangout, and all of a sudden, beer, you know, had flavor (laughs) and (laughs) and texture and taste. And I never went back from that point. I also always credit, you know, unfiltered wheat from Boulevard, uh, that kind of broke the seal, if you will. Um, and then I I took a a little road trip right after graduation and went to Fort Collins area and, uh, I had fat tire for the first time and nobody really, you know, they were, it was still really tiny. Nobody knew really much about them. And I just, I fell in love. So it was, you know, ever since then, I want to taste. All of the beers.
0: (laughs) All of the beers. All
3: of the beers.
0: So what what were you drinking at Mizzou? I'm interested to see what you were drinking back then.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. Let's see. It was always about, you know, price point when you're college students.
1: At the time. It was the cheap suitcase. (laughs) Yeah.
3: We could get a case of Rhinelander in long neck bottles for like 12 bucks or something like that. So that often showed up at the parties I was going to.
0: I have never Rhinelander. It's
3: terrible. It's terrible.
1: I've never even heard I of mean, that. Like, like, yeah. you know, we were Keystone Light. A lot of people were the Natty Light. But I haven't heard anybody say Rhineland. Who, yeah. who made that? you know who made that?
3: I think it was someplace in Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to Google okay. it, honestly. I kind of blocked that part of my life out of my mind. That's a, that's <laughs> it was fair. terrible.
1: That's fair. That's a new one.
3: <laughs> there were a lot of Natty Natty Lights consumed yeah. as well. So, yeah, whatever we could get our hands on, it was cheap.
1: <laughs> I like I that Fat Tire being kind of a changer there. I, yeah. I think that was... That, early one for me as well. Yeah. I remember, remember the first fat tire
0: and a lot of people shout about, shout out at Boulevard weed as well. So yeah, you know, I guess Boulevard did, you know, cause you know, back then it wasn't called craft, right? It was just,
3: right. It was just it beer. Was yeah. Micro-brew. yeah, micro just, brew. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: before that it was premium.
1: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that was just the special foil.
0: Yeah, I was I was showing somebody the other day when Michelob had like Michelob Dark and
1: oh
3: yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah, and you know they were fancy because they had the foil and and you know it it seemed way more fancy than a Coors Light (laughs) or or, or a Budweiser. (laughs) (laughs) So you you you've been a beer person for a while. What what uh, before we get into the guilds business, you have some. Hi, you've been to the Denver area, obviously, and Fort Collins, that sort of places. Where in your journey had do you have some cities that you're like, oh my God, these are great beer cities?
3: Oh man, San Francisco was freaking awesome. There I mean, was so much good beer in San Francisco. I, I got to take a trip with my husband out there. He had an office thing, and while he was doing that, I was sampling beer. So nice. Um, a, and a perfect probably trip. the, the <laughs> Coolest thing we did out there: there was a beer festival that was put on by the San Francisco Brewers Guild that was on an old uh, uh, warship that's in the bay there. Wow! And so we literally climbed up this rickety <laughs> ladder to the top of the boat and and sampled beer, and it was amazing. It was so cool.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was in Frisco a few a couple of months ago, and yeah, the the beers are are really really good, and there's a lot of breweries.
1: Too. I want beers on a battleship.
3: It was, it's called bad. I think Bre- beers on the, no shit. I'm going to mess I messed up the name, but <laughs> it's a cool festival. It's in October. You should look it up and make a trip out there. It's awesome.
2: Oh, that sounds
3: <laughs> Brews on the Bay. Maybe that's what it's called. Brews on the Bay. Something like
2: that. i have to
0: ask my friend about it. Cause I, I, that, that would be cool.
3: Yeah, it was awesome. Very, very cool. cool.
0: <laughs> so how'd you get involved in the guild?
3: Well, um, Again, through my my love of craft beer, I happened to meet uh, one of the owners of Piney River Brewing Company in Bucyrus, Missouri, and uh, Jolene Center Durham. And at the time, she and her husband uh, were a big part of the Brewers Guild. I mean, still are, but she was the president, and um, they decided there was a couple of uh, legislative issues that needed attention, um, and the Brewers kind of galvanized around those issues and decided they needed. They needed someone to help herd the cats, so they, they put out a job description, and I happened to see it on the Piney River social media, and I thought, I could do this job. Um, I have a background in, in business uh, organizations. I worked for the Chamber of Commerce for a number of years, and so I thought, I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring, and um, it, it was a perfect fit for me, so I've been trucking away ever since.
1: What were those, <laughs> those early issues?
3: Well, uh, there was a a large uh, macro brewer you might be familiar with on the eastern side of the state. Uh, they were working on uh, there <laughs> there's there the Each sky one. <laughs> they They were pushing uh, heavily to get uh, to allow distributors to put refrigerated cooling units in retail establishments um with that were branded. So our craft brewer said, no, thank you, um, you know, they can't compete with that. they can't,
2: right.
3: you know, it was just really a way to kind of squash uh, any right. attempts for craft brewers to have bringing recognition in the retail outlet. So um, it's, it made it through into the statute, but only by like a couple of votes because the craft brewers rallied together and pushed back hard. So um, that was that was kind of the beginning that that let everybody know we need to get together and work hard you know, to keep things fair for everyone.
1: How When when was that? I'm trying to figure out the, the timing.
3: It would have been like 2016, probably when it was first introduced, 2016, 2017, around there. Not that long ago. Not that okay. long ago. And then I came on in 2018. So it's been a, a journey to just make sure we can keep things <laughs> fair and equitable.
0: So how long has the Guild been been a, a Guild? When did when did that all start?
3: Well, um, it's actually been around since probably I think unofficially 2011. Uh, John McDonald from uh, Boulevard and Dan Kopman, who at the time was the co-founder of Schlafly in St. Louis, uh, those guys were the first two big breweries in, you know, craft breweries in the state and they got together to try to work on some legislation to make it easier for more craft breweries to come aboard. So Uh, That was the beginning. And then, you know, they worked uh, toward getting more breweries involved and as more and more came to open, uh, they kind of rallied them together, but everybody's still trying to run their business and do their, do their jobs, make some beer. So rallying volunteers and getting, you know, support from the community wasn't really easy to do while you're trying to do all those other things as well. So, (laughs) Here I here I came into the scene to try to help do that.
2: <laughs> heard, heard, heard the cats. Heard the cats.
3: Heard the cats. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I would think it would be hard to to you know pick and choose what things to really rally people around because you know every state deals with old and archaic liquor laws and laws around beer and distribution, and then to try to focus in on things that are going to help the craft brewers, the small guys, seems an even more daunting task. Yeah.
3: It, it is a daunting task, um, but we, because of our friends on the eastern side of the state, actually have a pretty nice setup in Missouri for craft breweries to be here. We have to give credit where credit's due, and so I often, it, you know, acknowledge that their hard work <laughs> in the early days made it easier for craft breweries to exist here. Right. Um, we have some of the lowest excise taxes in the country, and that is very attractive for, you know, craft brewing. Uh, and a lot of people don't realize how... <laughs> how much goes into the taxation component and the regulation component. And so um, because of the efforts that the bigger brewery had had made throughout the years um, it does make it a nicer environment. Now I just know that because I've seen what's happening in other parts of the country. So (laughs) when you're living in a day to day, it may not be, you know, as a parent, but we do have a pretty good environment here.
0: So how would would you describe like the guild's mission when it comes to, you know, helping craft brewers?
3: Well, we exist to help protect that industry and also to promote it. You know, I mean, um, protection is probably the you know, our main focus and just making sure that things are not going in a direction that would make business more difficult for the craft brewers. Um, And then, of course, is promoting craft beer and the love of craft beer. And we have lots of fans in the state of Missouri and, um, you know, promoting beer tourism. A lot of people will travel. I mean, I know that's the first thing I do when I go to a new city is check out where the breweries are. And I know a lot of other people do that, too, and maybe even plan vacations around beer cities. So, you know, we're trying to work with uh, our local Convention Visitors Bureau and the State Department of tourism to just really encourage folks to travel around and try new things.
0: As far as like the membership of, of, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming are most breweries in the guild, how, how's that work? And how do you go about like saying you should be in here because we're going to help you?
3: Yeah, we, we have about uh, 50% penetration right now of the number of breweries that are members. Uh, we're always recruiting more people to be part of the guild. Um, and we'll be working on these issues and working for them, whether they're a member or not. But I think the, the biggest value for a brew who's not a member is to get involved and become part of that community. I mean, they're already part of the community, but to really get engaged and connected and networked with people all across the state is probably the biggest value for a non-member to get involved.
1: Um, hear,
0: hear that brewers? Get involved. <laughs> <laughs> it's screwing around. Um, I, I, I
1: how much of how much of your job is is kind of you know running around the state, talking to the brewers and getting them trying to you know get them to join the choir?
3: Um, it's a good it's a good portion of it. Um, typically, we rotate events, networking events around the state, and so when we when we are in those different regions where the breweries are kind of all together, um, I will usually head there a couple days early so I can visit breweries and talk to them one on one. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm slowly working my way around the state to get in and talk to everyone. It's not always easy to, it, cause you know, <laughs> the brewer is the owner is the janitor is the, yeah, right. you know, they, they have a lot of hats. Uh, so, um, but it is a good portion of my job and I rely on my board members who are also very engaged, uh, to reach out to their peers and say, why aren't you part of this, this organization? So that's also been very effective and helpful for us.
0: So is, is it a requirement if you're going around and visiting breweries that you have to have a beer at each one?
3: <laughs> it's not a requirement, um, but I mean, <laughs> what
1: are you talking about?
0: <laughs> the, the, the other other duties as assigned. Other
3: duties as assigned. Yeah, it's a tough part of the job, honestly.
0: No. <laughs> well, if, if, if you need an intern or interns, yeah. you know Nick and I, you know, we we're pretty <laughs> we're pretty good at you know going around. And,
1: and- we like the title flight specialist. <laughs>
3: ah, I like that. <laughs>
0: you
1: Just made that up, didn't you? <laughs> No, I, I feel like
3: that needs to be on a T-shirt. I think
1: <laughs> beer fly
0: specialist. I like put, it. put
1: put that on the list. Put yes. that on, on our merch list. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> um, as much as I'm enjoying the Nigel coffee, yeah, I think it's, it's time it's, for mystery. It's, it's time for mystery beer. So um,
1: mystery so, beer.
0: so normally we have a jingle that we play. Shout out to Bree Burrows because she it's her it's her. Shout out to Big Rip.
3: Nice, it's her, it's
0: her thing. But here's here's the mystery beer bag, right? You can tell it came from a golf course.
1: We don't know which one. It's got burn holes in the bottom. Yeah, it's, it's, so a fire at some point. So this, this all started,
0: you know, back three, uh, back uh, B.C., before COVID. Yeah. You know, started we did. out with Nick. We did, we did four episodes. Yeah, Nick really wasn't into craft beer. So we I did the mystery beer thing. We used to have them in brown paper bags, but we've, 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 we've moved on. We've
1: self-classed ourselves We're, up. No, it's just a bag,
0: I'll pull out a mystery beer and hand it to Nick, and he gets to. What do we got here? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's, oh, this I'm a this mater. Alma Mater. Yeah, I'm a Mater.
3: Ooh, good stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. They're they're <laughs> fun. They're uh, we hung out with uh, with Nick Mater a couple weeks ago after with, the, with
1: Mrs. Alma Mater. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I, Nick,
0: Nick, uh, I think Nick was there. I don't remember. Anyway, they're good people. Yeah. Um, um, while we're here, while we're doing the mystery beer, let's shout out our our newest sponsor, Brewview, Brewview, Missouri, and
1: New,
0: New is it New Hampshire?
1: Vermont. Uh, Vermont. Yeah.
0: There, there, there needs to be a, a, a new
1: Wait, Hampshire. Really? We keep messing up and saying New Hampshire, like giving him a third magazine. So <laughs> he needs the open one. There you go, John. <laughs> <laughs> Shout Because sure. <laughs> we said so. Shout out to New Hampshire.
3: <laughs> I'm sure John appreciates that. <laughs> Let's
1: see, what do we got here? Yeah, uh, we... Landa Menata. Okay. Double milk stout with chili, cinnamon, and vanilla. I love this.
3: Ooh, that sounds delicious.
1: Oh, he's had it before. I think we just had this on Sunday Funday last, yeah, last week. Yeah, probably.
0: Was that last week or was it two weeks ago? I don't know. Yeah, we, we decided <laughs> to do two podcasts in one day. Might not have
1: been a good <laughs> idea, but it was a fun idea.
0: So, <laughs> now, shout out to uh, uh to Strange Days. That's that's where we started. They were a lot of fun, and then we then we went down to Alma Mater and then shout out to Jazzy Bees and then shout out to Beale Street Brewing in in, in uh, Memphis.
1: I feel I feel a little bad for Beale Street. We were not at the top of our game by the end of that night. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, a noon podcast and a 7 p.m. podcast. Not not the greatest greatest. Things. With a
1: couple of beers in between. Just a couple. <laughs> Just a couple.
0: So do you, as long as, uh, while we're talking about beer, do you have styles that you like that you gravitate to? What, do you, what are you drinking? What do you normally oh, drink? Oh,
3: gosh. I It's kind of seasonal for me. Uh, there's pretty, I don't really think there's a style that I don't enjoy. So I kind of switch it up. Um I've really been enjoying a lot of the loggers and pilsners that people are cranking out these days. There's yeah. been some really good stuff. Um, love a stout and a porter in the cooler months. Um, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place. IPA is probably my favorite style. Okay. Um, I will say I'm a tiny bit over the hazy IPA trend, but a lot of people are, yeah. uh, I love a good, clear, crispy, piney, resinous, IPA west coast style west coast, so west coast. Yep. yeah
1: west coast you know, that leads to the 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 typical uh beers of Nigel question then cuz she said seasonal <laughs> is there <laughs> is there seasonal?" I wasn't season? going I she said there was
3: <laughs> well for me there is i know a lot of people enjoy a nice stout on a 90 degree day and that's awesome but
1: <laughs> it's not me <laughs> i just want to get that on the record <laughs> so
0: <laughs> this is a really tasty beer. I, that is a. I don't remember the ABV.
1: I, I don't.
0: We, we like to play a game where we guess the ABV. You know, we're not really good at.
1: Dangerous. It. <laughs> yeah, we like to play Price Prices right rules. Yeah. So close not going over, and then the winner gets to keep the can or I, finish the can. I'm gonna say it's probably eight percent. I was gonna say around that. I'll go eight, eight two, just to. Okay. You know, Did you see it? Just to Bob you. <laughs> oh, you're spot on. Eight percent. A boom. That's my beer. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is it? <laughs> yeah, I can I can't reach it so <laughs>
1: it's
0: hidden behind our tiny refrigerator. We have a tiny uh, beer refrigerator that I found on Amazon for $40. Nice. It fits exactly 6 beers. <laughs> Hang
3: on. <laughs> that is tiny. There this right there <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: <So>. very cute.
3: <laughs>
0: that's branded as well. You know, it was right on brand just slap a sticker on there, we're good to go. <laughs>
1: I have a whole pile of other beer stickers because I, you know, I figure we have to follow the trend, right, and put 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 brewery stickers all over it. So yes, yeah. 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 So I, and, I, go ahead.
3: Oh, I I, I'm still mourning the loss of my beer fridge. Last year, it was completely covered in stickers, and it it died. And I tried to peel off as many as I could. Oh, no. <laughs> it didn't work.
0: You almost you almost have to take off the door and save the door, right?
1: Yes, yes. I was devastated. Means, it just means you need another you need another trip around the breweries. I exactly. Exactly. Is that what that means? I think so. More, more beer. It means more beer.
0: <laughs> so in, in your in your travels around or, or your your in your role as uh in, in the in in the guild, do you have any weird stories? <laughs> I mean, I I feel like like if you're going around, you're hitting breweries and you're talking to people, there's probably some interesting things that happen. I mean, it's probably not all all business.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm trying to think. I honestly, I don't know. It's been pretty tame, I guess. Nothing crazy has happened yet.
1: (laughs) That's why you need two interns. You need a couple flight specialists to tag along. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who's got here's what i i think we would make this a little more specific because they're always different depending on what space they can get to open their breweries like where are the weird coolers like who's got the weird cooler room
3: <laughs> the weird cooler room let's see oh my gosh i don't know um i will no. i will say bees knees in versailles missouri Chris and his team has done an amazing job of using the space down to every inch, and I I think in his previous life he did a lot of planning, and uh, he's he has got it down like everything has its place, and the cooler he's just got it situated exactly in the building, taking up exactly how much space it needs, and. It's really impressive to me because the brewery, the brew house area, is not that big, and but he's utilized every single inch of space, and it's pretty incredible.
1: I feel like a lot of these guys are are you have mad Tetris game. Oh
3: heck yeah!
1: (laughs) You you have to. Uh,
0: You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday about breweries, and and we were talking specifically about Vine Street Brewing, who have yet to open, but you know, space space goes quickly. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, shout out to Greens and Taps. They opened a second location, got a bigger brew house, got a much bigger cooler. Um, it's all filled.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it oh, yeah, it, it's, full. It's,
0: it, it looks so much bigger. It's much bigger than what they had, but it's already, you know, bursting at the seams. So,
1: yes, well, that's like, you know, Vine Street's place, which, uh, you know, they're two weeks away, right? They've been two weeks away for two years. Well, I um, <laughs> soon, soon soon opening soon. But, you know, you first walk into that building; it's huge, and now you look at it, you're like, "Oh, wait, yeah, there's not that much left. There's there's not there's not much, yeah." yeah so
0: it's, you know, it's you,
3: easy to outgrow that space very quickly.
0: You know, and I mean, you've you've been at it for for a while, right? Um, you've seen the growth. What's that been yeah. like on from for your perspective, uh, from the guild's perspective, perspective? Perspective, because we know as consumers and and going and podcasting these places, you know, Kansas City, the scene is like. Still expanding. What's it been like for you on your end?
3: I I mean, I I agree all over the state. I mean, even in the middle of COVID, we had people opening up and they're still going. So um, I think, you know, typically how trends work (laughs) in the United States, things happen on the coast and work their way to the middle. I think we're just getting ready to hit our peak. Honestly, I think we've got. A lot of growth still. Um, yeah. There's still some markets that are, you know, there's more beer or more breweries coming online as we're talking about this in Kansas City, in Springfield, in in St. Louis area, um, in middle of Missouri. So I mean, it's it's there's still room, I think, and yeah. um, you know, it's pretty exciting to see this now on a on a nationwide trend. You know, <laughs> there's there's been more closing since COVID. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're keeping our eyes on that too, but, um, I, I still think we have a pretty good stretch ahead of us.
0: I mean, it's, yep. you know, as much as we go around it, people, Oh, it's, it's so saturated. I'm like, no, you haven't been to some of these other cities.
3: No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You
1: see, uh, uh, the story, our buddies that do the barrel and flow fest in August in Pittsburgh, Yeah, they just put out a, an article that had listed the top beer cities in the country right. and, and Pittsburgh had been ranked run, but you see who number 17 and number 18 were. Ooh. kansas city 17 st louis 18 really so just out of that top 15 wow which i thought was pretty interesting yeah
0: i mean it's you know it's it's cool to, to see it, but it, yeah we got we're we're way i feel like we're way behind i mean you know i you know you go to like obviously denver comes comes to mind but even even cities like oh, i always I always shout out oklahoma city they're younger than us
1: yeah, I feel like they were top ten in that list.
0: You know, they're they're younger than us. Maybe not. They've had breweries for, for ten years, but as far as tap rooms, you know, their legislation, they could they, you could have a brewery, but you could have a tap room, which was stupid. But <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. But you know, <laughs> Oklahoma City, downtown Oklahoma City, has ten breweries. It's crazy. So you know, I think we're kind of behind.
1: Well, I like fine. I like seeing, and I don't know if this is like this in the other states, but in Missouri, where you're seeing more and more of like these rural cities that are outside of the hubs that are starting. I mean, you just said for sale for sale. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting to pick up the, and have, you know, one or two or three. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah,
3: definitely. I, yeah. Like I said, I think there's still, there's still room for growth. I mean, I don't know if you guys have been down to Springfield, but it's happened down there. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. There's at least 10 craft breweries. There's more coming online down there and they've really embraced the culture and it's, it's it's hopping. <laughs> you need to make a trip.
1: Yeah, they're they're on our short, they're on our list. They're on our list. they're yes. actually going to be our first trip. But then you know what happened? COVID. COVID happened. Yeah. Stupid COVID.
0: Yeah. ruined everything. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a. I've got my buddy Brian working on us working for us to do a. Like a go down here for a couple of days and hit hit like three or four breweries and podcast from all of them. Yeah. So.
1: Well, and you know we always talk about this is outside of Missouri. But we always talk about Eureka Springs. It's only got two, but. It's got some good beer happening yeah. out of that tiny little tourist town. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's like what, Hamilton, Missouri. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there, Sons. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Who would think there would be a brewery there? But there is.
3: Yes. Yes. Gardner,
0: Kansas. <laughs> you know, you know, places in these, you know, these outposts. It's like, but you know, it's cool when you find out. Oh, there's a brewery there. Like we've got one of our buddies um, came out of our homebrew clubs, Easy Hops here, and he left Kansas City and opened up a brewery in Spencer, Iowa for some some reason but it's been super successful yeah there's no other There's it's the only thing in town basically yeah. so
1: what are some what are some uh, you know i you're not i'm not gonna ask you to play favorites but I like some surprises we're like oh that town and there's beer have, have there been some of those surprises
3: oh gosh definitely i mean I don't know if you guys have ever made it down to Bucyrus, Missouri. I mentioned them earlier, yep. Piney River. Yeah, um, that's a destination for sure. And I mean, it's it's like a village. There's not a whole lot there, and the and the brewery is like a big part of that community. And it's the you know it's amazing <laughs> that, that there's there's beer there and it's it's thriving. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of places like that. I think um, I don't know. There's, I mean, it's. <laughs> I'm at a loss now. I'm trying to think of it. I mean, that's a tough
0: question for you because you're all over the place. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's like what people ask me. They're like, well, what's your favorite brewery? I'm like, well, that –
1: I don't – Well, that's why I wasn't trying to ask favorites. I know. I know. I know. I'm like, oh, there," you know, or you just get a notice in your email. Well, Well, heck, I'm going there.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's a brewery in Carrollton, Missouri. I don't know if you know where Carrollton, Missouri is, know, but,
1: <laughs> there's a brewery now.
3: there. That is. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're picking up in all different places. There's one in Joplin now. There's, you know, one in Alba, Missouri, which is outside of Springfield. So, I, I mean, they're just popping up everywhere and I think they, they become that community hub in those towns yeah. where there's not a lot going on. So they're serving a great purpose for the community.
0: Yeah. So as, as you go around and you talk to these breweries, what type of things are you hearing from them that maybe they need help with or, or what you want you guys to do What what sort of things are, are, are happening right now?
3: Well, I think uh, first and foremost is that craft beer or beer sales in general are down and they've been down over this last year. So I think everybody's a little nervous about that. Um, I think more and more breweries are considering making other beverages to appeal to a wider audience. And, right. and of course, we know a lot of them are already doing that. They're making ciders or seltzers. And um, you know I think that's going to be a trend, honestly, just to keep people coming into the tap room. Um, And I know that's, that's something that we're, we're just keeping an eye on it. I don't know that we can do anything necessarily as an organization to help that other than just, you know, keep promoting the craft brewing industry. Um, Other things that we're really focused on is, um, you know, access to market and working with distributors can be quite a challenge for smaller breweries. So we, you know, we have the ability in the state of Missouri to do some self distribution based on the type of license that the brewery holds. Um, And for some, that's been a real win to get them into the market. And then they become a more attractive uh, partner with a distributor because they've already established, you know, themselves in the market, it takes a lot of a lot of money and a lot of hard work to make that happen. But, um, you know, we would like that path to be a little easier (laughs) for our our craft breweries and, you know, shelf space is always a big concern too with the seltzers and, and the things happening in the other parts of adult beverages, you know, you're seeing a lot of shelf space disappear because these other products are coming in and taking that space away from everyone. (laughs) So we're, we're trying to, you know, keep our eye on that too and see what we can do to help.
0: It's it's interesting to to see some of my friends who've opened breweries and some self you know, distribute some, some are with a a distributor. It's, it's an interesting moving target. Sometimes, (laughs) especially when you talk about the the shelf space in the stores, because you've got other people's reps coming in and moving stuff. And, you know, you really have to be diligent and have somebody to go and hit the, hit the stores you're in to make sure everything is copacetic. Cause even sometimes people at the store don't have a clue and they'll stick something. And I've seen it. Where they stick something in because they've got a, a local beer section in the high V over here. And some of the, I'm like, that's not a local beer. <laughs> Why yes. is it in that section? <laughs> yes. It's taking up that space, you know? It's, I do
3: the same thing. <laughs> that's really? not that's not made around here.
0: Because <laughs> yeah, like, the
1: retailer doesn't always know.
2: Really right. no, don't.
0: And 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 every store is different. There's two hy Vs here in Lee Summit. And you know, the liquor department's is it's two probably different different philosophies. You know, one is is more craft beer centric, and the other one, oh, there's beer here. <laughs> <laughs> why,
1: why is the beer where the wine should be?
0: <laughs> so it's you know it's an interesting uh, challenge for
1: breweries. How Absolutely. how is it making those relationships with legislators yeah. to talk to them and and try to get them to think about beer and to think about the craft brewers because it's you know those aren't those aren't the conversations that are making the, the highlight reels,
3: right. <laughs> um, you know, we do an annual trip down to the Capitol and bring brewery owners with us and we walk around and we talk to legislature legislators and, and we, and yeah, we can't, obviously can't share samples there, but, um, <laughs> that's what everybody's request is, you know, next time bring beer with you. But, yeah. um, I think beer, I mean, I know beer is nonpartisan, so it opens doors. So, we have been lucky in that we can get in and talk to a lot of folks about our small businesses, how many people they employ, their impact on the community. And, you know, it's important. And I think we're opening eyes, you know, slowly one by one. We're not walking through the hallways writing giant checks like other breweries can. (laughs) So, (laughs) we, um, you know, ours, we're really. Really trying to make some relationships so that when there is an issue, we can make a phone call and say, "Hey, this really impacts my business." Yeah. Um, And and, you know, that's that's sort of the the basis of a lot of politics is just you know who do you know and how can you leverage those relationships to you know better improve your situation. So that's that's what we're focusing on is just building relationships. And like I said, beer open stores, so (laughs) it's it's kind of nice. Imagine,
0: yeah, like during COVID, this was the thing that drove me crazy. You know, when they were determining who was essential and who was this and who was that and who should close. And it always drove me crazy. I'm like, a brewery is not a bar. It's not a bar. Those are two different animals and they were lumping them all together. And it was, it was maddening because, Oh, you guys are this, or even, you know, in in some other States, you know, they had the benefit of of being, Oh, they're in manufacturing so they could do whatever they want. You know, it's the, the, the rules are weird. And as a craft beer guy, you know, I want to defend the castle, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're going to defend the castle. No, we are not a damn bar. (laughs) So it's crazy.
3: That's actually, that's the exact messaging that we use going into COVID and the shutdowns. We said, these are manufacturers and they're essential and technically beer is food. So food manufacturers were considered essential. So we pushed that point to allow everyone to stay open that, that could. So, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> we were the same way. It's and we're not a bar. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, and 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 to get everybody to to allow the to goes, right? I mean that was huge yeah. for those businesses yeah. to stay open. Yes. We wouldn't have had as many. I mean, we can think here in Kansas City, very few that didn't make it through.
0: What two? Um uh, not they didn't they didn't die because of COVID. Right. I mean that was that was okay. other things.
1: But yeah. I mean if they weren't able to do to goes if they weren't able oh, that to that stay, would have been awful yeah right that that would have killed yeah. some of
0: them
3: yes absolutely
0: wait and and you know shout out to diametric brewing because you know they did hold that whole together we can thing and that thing, that turned into a whole I was on the front lines the first day of that and that was that was <laughs> an experience in itself and it morphed into something that was you know super let's do it because you know we need to get beer out and then it turned into this whole thing that was I mean it it was almost a statewide thing where people were bringing beer from all over it
1: was yeah
0: you know and then we had people driving in from arkansas to come pick up beer. it was
1: arkansas cr- nebraska i mean people it would the load their trunks Yeah. Beer. but that's what's cool about the interplay between yeah. the breweries and the beer drinkers is they will show up and and
0: that's we always laugh on this podcast it's like what other business will, oh you want to use you want to you want you want my my recipe you want this, you want that. No, no other business really shares like that. You know, it's it's an interesting, interesting uh uh I don't know, world. Dynamic. <laughs> Dynamic. Yeah, yeah. It, but it, but it's cool. You know, words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it real. Um, you know, beer is food because you you could you could live off of beer, you wouldn't die.
3: I mean, that's what those monks do, right? I mean Whoa. that's <laughs>
1: <laughs> after you after, you know, at the end of brew day, you've got granola. There you <laughs> go. Right. Right. You got all the things.
3: You got it all. it's Fine. Fruits, vegetables? <laughs> Question mark? Maybe. Exactly. Depends on the beer.
1: <laughs> we might make a carrot cake. Stop.
2: There you
3: go. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, so, you right, touched no. on a point that I think is probably the my favorite component of this industry is that sense of community and and uh, the fact that everybody technically competes. With each other, but they share everything, yeah. and I think that's what makes this such a great community. Just that camaraderie and support, and I, you know, I almost everyone believes that a rising tide lifts all ships. So yeah. they work hard to help each other out, so that craft beer excels, and I think that's beautiful.
0: <laughs> and 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 it's even in this area, most of the guys who open breweries were homebrewers together, so. It's kind of like oh we all grew up and went pro together so it's it's still it's still like
1: it's an extension of the club yeah
0: it's still it's still doing what we've always been doing it's just on a bigger scale Yes, you know it's. We're it, getting
1: paid for it now.
0: <laughs> maybe.
1: maybe. Yeah, it's
3: like well, <laughs> maybe not in the beginning.
0: Maybe <laughs> paying a bank. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look, all you need is fifteen thousand dollars, and you too <laughs> can open a brewery.
0: Shout out to Sandhills. <laughs> That's what they thought. Cheapest <laughs> brewery ever. <laughs> Why are you drinking my beer over there?
1: Because uh, it was there. I heard. Oh. You want to do
0: another mystery beer?
1: Well, then i'll have to finish this
0: i mean you don't have to of course i do <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you, i'll let you pick it out
1: mystery beer mystery beer. shout out
0: to uh brie uh, maybe the mystery beers are brought to you by brew brew view missouri new hampshire and and, and, with, and with, vermont, vermont.
1: All right, <laughs> <Sorry>, john <laughs> no john's just gonna open a third magazine it's fine <laughs> Congratulations John you're expanding. Right,
0: we got we got to shout them out though cuz they're really pushing, you know, I know they're pushing what they call it the makers or the creators and you know, they they put all things beer in their magazine which is which is kind of cool, you know, because he's a John's a passionate guy, you know, he he really is and you know, I I love what he's doing. I mean to to be able to take that publication and and really be that be in another state and do it from Missouri is kind of cool. You know. it
3: really is he's been a great supporter of the guild he's a member of our organization and and he's done a lot to rally the troops together and get them get him in that magazine and help and he, and he's a big part of us you know promoting craft beer across the state so yeah
0: i love that do it he, without him those magazines during the rest stops
3: that's
0: pretty cool <laughs> you got me,
1: uh you know also from another road trip of ours yeah little, little kansas city road trip double ship brewing Nice. Uh Oops, I just saw the ABV. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Tessellation mosaic oh. IPA. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good
0: one. Yeah, that's one of their their OGs. You gonna know, you're gonna do one of those. Oh,
1: that's
0: nice. It's all right. That's nice. Oh, I guess I need to drink this one to put that beer in there. No, you don't. <laughs> and normally we have more than one glass. That's the thing.
1: Ah, uh, yes. I was lazy. I only pulled out two.
0: And they're and they're right in front of him. So <laughs> 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 you're. Here we
1: are. <laughs> like, we don't put a lot of effort into the making of this show.
3: Well, you know, you got beer and you got microphones. What else do you need?
1: I mean, exactly my point. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Sherry, so now it's perfect. <laughs> and how long
0: have you been with the Guild? Um, about four and a half years now. Four and a half years. What yep. What has it been personally for you? Because um, obviously it's a, it's a great industry. You, you're a beer lover. But to have this position... It's got to be kind of cool, right?
3: Oh man, I feel like the luckiest person on the planet. It's all the the skill set I have and the love of beer all comes together and it you know, it's like that saying if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life and that's what I feel like. I awesome. I feel like this is this is where I'm supposed to be and I really enjoy everything I'm doing and every person I meet. And there's a lot of great stories out there and it's it's just a great job. I love it. <laughs>
1: Well, I, you know, that's what pulls us into is right? You just, you meet people and there's, there's great stories. Everybody's everywhere. got a story. Yeah. Yes. Everywhere. And beer is, as you just said, beer opens doors. It does. And it gets, it gets people talking. Absolutely. You
0: know, I mean, that's what, how this podcast came about. We are like, everybody, I know it's, it's even when I'm, bar, when I'm, bar, uh, beer tending, cause I work at three breweries and I'm like, even, it's almost like I'm doing the show behind the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm always asking, you know, what turned you on to craft beer? You know, it's an interesting, uh, everybody has a different story. That's right. You know, some of them, like some of the people we've talked to how they got into brewing. There's always a, a Mr. Beer kit,
1: Right. you know, Yes.
0: (laughs) or or the one more recently, I did not know. Shout out to Garrett Oliver, that there's a, there's a Brooklyn
1: beer, beer
0: beer kit. There was something involved.
1: So I'm
0: not sure that's even the thing anymore, but
1: We we need to research and find that. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe there's I, still
3: some of those floating around out
1: there.
0: Yeah, there's probably
1: one's there's, drifting. <laughs> there's, there's, there's,
3: <laughs> I got it at the Goodwill. Let's do this.
1: That, that, that How was, did you get into the beer game? Well, I was at Goodwill store. I was, was, a a store. <laughs> I was <this> beer kit. <laughs> I saw this beer kit for $5.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's. Uh, oh. Yeah. So basically you're, you're kind of doing what we do. You just don't record it because you're just going around and getting right. great stories. You know what I'm saying?
3: <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> so as far as like Columbia, um, are you from there?
3: No, I, um, I, I wound up here for college and just stayed. So
0: where'd you, where'd you start?
3: Um, I've lived all over the place. Actually. I, I grew up in Denver for a while. Um, and then moved to, uh, Hannibal, Missouri and then, that's where I graduated from high school and then I came uh, down here to go to college and gotcha. stayed. So, yeah.
0: So what, what's the state of uh, affairs brewery wise in Columbia? There's only a few.
3: We've got four breweries in Columbia.
0: What's the, what's the, the population is like a hundred thousand.
3: I think we're like 130 now, close to 130. So that's, so,
1: that's comparable. But then you something. throw in a giant university.
3: You throw Yeah. You add another 30,000 <laughs> students. We actually have, we have, uh, two other private colleges, plus the university yeah. and a couple of community colleges, have campuses here. So we've got a lot of college students here in Columbia. I
1: don't know if you know this, Nigel. College students tend to drink beer. They do but, indeed. <laughs>
0: but the question is, do college students go to breweries to drink
1: beer? I feel like more than they used to. I'm
0: sure, yeah, yeah, I'm sure now, but I'm, yeah, you know. And I'm surprised that I do feel like a college town like that would have more than four breweries. But then again, I think about like Lawrence or a place like that. They only have four.
1: I feel like there's probably some uh, science and engineering students who have some uh, una- unauthorized breweries. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I'm not sure about that. I mean,
0: home home-brew- <laughs> brewing is legal, so it's not unauthorized. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> as long as you're not selling it somewhere.
0: <laughs> well, bro, nobody's selling their home brews. I'm sure. <laughs> That'd be bad, I'm like, no, I'm not going to pay you for that. I'm sorry. I don't
1: know. You, you, you can get your your colleague students to pay for just about anything. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I mean, I may or may not have spent money on stupid things when I was in college. I, I didn't have any money, so no was, admissions. There, here.
0: There, there, there was, there was, there was nothing like that for me. And plus, I went to a Christian college, so you know how that went. Well, and that
1: was like you know 1930. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow, that, it just got laughing. real.
0: You're <laughs> laughing too hard at this joke. That's uh,
1: this
0: is show's over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <just got> fired.
0: <laughs> so um let's talk about is it craft beer month that's coming
2: up?
3: Yes, yes. We um ever since uh we kind of organized uh the guild a little bit more, we've been trying to focus on that promotion aspect. And so we have uh Self designated June as the craft beer month. Show me craft beer month in oh, like the state So, uh, yeah, we're focused on really just getting the word out uh, about craft beer, encouraging people to try new things, uh, go beyond your local brewery, you know, try another brewery in another county, another city, and experience all that craft beer has to offer. So, that's kind of our, our promotion for the month. And we're doing that in a, in a few different ways. So, um, we're going to kick off the month with our, our very first uh, guild festival. It'll be at Schlafly bottle works in Maplewood, St. Louis area. Uh, they're hosting us in their beautiful space and their parking lot. They have the two acre parking lot so we can cram it full of craft breweries from all over the state. Um, and that's Saturday, June 3rd. So we're, that'll be the kickoff or official kickoff for show Me craft beer month. And then a, a project that we've been doing, Basically, since COVID, uh, what, we do a, a collaboration brew across the state, yeah. and our second quarter collaboration beer will be released. Uh, people at the festival will get to sample it there, and then it'll be available to the general public the week after at all of our participating breweries. Um, then the week after that, we're doing a promotion about craft or about flights, so we need our flight attendants to help <laughs> us promote that. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're encouraging all of our brewery members to put together a flight uh, that represents their most innovative styles. And uh, we're just going to push that the week, you know, that week, second week, third week of June <laughs> to to get everybody to try new things. I mean, that's you know, sometimes you get stuck in a rut. So we want people to try some different beers and experience some different flavors. And then the week after that, we have the Missouri Pint Day uh, special promotion for. Uh, participating breweries they can uh, craft beer lovers can go to their their brewery and and get a special pint that celebrates craft beer in missouri so we're excited about that and then we kind of wrap the whole month up with a gathering in st louis at side project with all of our members and um, that's part of our rotational thing every quarter we get everybody together and just kind of it's a networking event and and a way to just connect with our our membership so that that's how we'll wrap the the month up is gathering our our members together and celebrating so we're looking forward to it
1: awesome june's gonna be popping
3: it's popping there's a lot going on i feel <laughs> like
1: we're gonna have we're gonna have to uh we're gonna have to change our social media game and celebrate that a little bit yeah absolutely absolutely i'm looking at you because you do <laughs> <laughs> I'll, i'm I'll
3: happy go. to send you guys some graphics i've got them oh, up and ready to yeah, you go <laughs>
0: Great. You have my email. Just that send, would a, send be great. them on. I
1: will indeed. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I make videos and graphics, but Nigel really does all the social media work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so the collabs you guys are doing for the month. Um, how many breweries are, are participating in that?
3: We've got 33 participating uh, this year. And that's probably, I think that's our biggest number of breweries participating. Um, and this year we decided to do all IPAs. So, Um, the four host breweries got together at the beginning of the year and said, you know, I'm going to make this IPA. I'm going to make that IPA. So our first one was a key lime pie milkshake IPA. And we brewed that at Diametric and it's fantastic. I was
0: going to mention it. I might've seen those cans.
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was a, it was a fantastic beer. I was really pleased with how that turned (laughs) out. (laughs) And our second beer is a west coast style ipa i just happen to have the sample can right here so it's uh it's pretty sexy can i like it a lot um (laughs) we brew that one at springfield brewing company um and that'll that's the one that'll come out on june 7th so we're looking forward to that one and then we'll brew a double ipa in the fall um and a cold ipa later on this summer so we've got a nice little selection for those ipa lovers out there
0: are you familiar with the band Missouri Loves Company?
3: I am actually. They we reached he they reached out to me on social media. Really? So Yeah. They're we so decided we guys. need to do a collaboration yes. at some point. Well, that would be great.
0: Yeah. If you've never seen them, they're really really good.
3: That's cool. Yeah. That's they're, very they're, cool. They're
0: a, they're a fun band. This tessellation. Just, is can I have a little bit of that? <laughs> well,
3: <laughs>
1: it's not being shared.
0: I'm, I, I'm not going to pour left handed. Okay, this is going to be terrible.
1: <laughs> what kind of skills you got there?
0: I don't. I'm not left handed.
1: Oh look at that!
0: That's not too well bad. Well done, sir. You, know, you put me on the spot. I've got to
1: perform. <laughs> I should have turned the camera.
0: What was the ABV on this? Like seven?
1: I didn't. I don't remember. You said you saw it. I did, but then I forgot. Uh, six five. Six seven. Dang it! Six Ooh, seven. Close.
0: No, this is a good beer. I haven't had this beer in a long time, and we were just at double shift the other day.
1: Well, we might have. So we 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 were we end up at double shift after recording across the alley at yeah, Red Sash. Red Sash. <laughs>
0: Because they own double shit now.
1: Yes. And he just keeps putting tasters in front of us. We might have had every beer they had on tap.
0: Yeah, we we were definitely flight attending. Yes. <laughs> I
1: definitely love that. Flight attendant. The, the, the tray tables were in position. <laughs> <laughs> but right. were you guys
3: <laughs> upright?
1: <laughs> no, they were down because they just kept putting beer on them. <laughs> yeah, it <I've> worked. <heard. laughs> That was, that was, that was a good, that was a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It sounds like a good day.
0: So are there any things come, but obviously June's going to be a big month for you guys, but as far as maybe legislatively or, or, or issue wise, are the things you guys are focusing on for like maybe the next year or so?
3: Uh, This year was kind of a legislative wash. I mean, they still have a couple of weeks left in the session. They've been focused on some other issues I um, you know, like the, legisl- the
0: legislature is always a wash, right? <laughs> Did they get things if done? We, if we, we want to do 20 minutes of bashing
1: on the Missouri legislature, <laughs> I mean, I'm down.
3: It could happen easily. I have to kind of maybe keep my mouth shut a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. This year was kind of a wash for any kind of alcohol related bills. And mostly what was out there this year was um, tidying up some of the language to include distilled spirits and a couple of uh, privileged uh, things that license can do. But other than that, there really wasn't much going on on our state level. Um, and on the national level, too, we have just been kind of concerned about this dead ceiling stuff happening and how that'll impact the industry. We're keeping an eye on that. Uh, and then nationally, we're working on uh, USPS being able to ship beer. Yeah. That's something that we've been talking about for quite a while. Now, it'll take it'll probably take years before beer can be shipped, you know, regularly across the country, but, well, right.
0: I've never sent sent beer mail ever.
3: Finger quotes. Yeah. Um,
0: Barbecue sauce.
3: right. Olive oil. (laughs) Product samples. Yes, yes. yes. Um, But yeah, that's, that's another issue. You know, direct to consumer shipping would be something that I think a lot of people would like consumer wise, for sure.
0: And and, and that one's so weird because. Because different
3: um, states are different.
0: But different, like I can, there's a, there's a brewery in in California, they don't have a brick and mortar, they're, they're contract brewers, they, they're on tap in California, but they can't ship in California, but they can ship to other states. So you and I can get on their website and order a case of beer and it comes directly to my house, whereas, you know, some of these other services don't deliver to a particular zip code. It's the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Yes.
3: Yes. And it took the wine industry about 20 years to get to the point where they are now. Yeah. So I anticipate it'll be an equal equally uphill battle for the breweries, but it's something that a lot of people, especially since COVID are very interested in. So we're keeping, keeping a close eye on that. I, I think California had a bill not too long ago that would maybe open that up a little bit across the country. So we're watching that closely because I think, you know, that's usually what happens if one state can pass something right. that helps the, all the rest of the states that are working toward that. So.
1: Is a lot of that you making relationships, you know, you and other Gill, other state guilds just kind of making relationships with each other and collectively pushing.
3: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We, we're, we all sort of fall under the umbrella of the national you know brewers association, which covers the whole country. Right. Um, and, and, Every state has at least someone representing their state at a state guild. Not everyone has a paid staff person like me, but most of them do. And um, as a result of Covid, we all jump on a call every couple of weeks and just chat about what's happening in our states. and that's, that's been cool. super helpful
0: yeah.
3: um, just to share information and and to let you know our own members know what's happening in other states. I think it's important to kind of stay abreast of that because you never know what's going to trickle across the borders and you know what we need to be paying attention to so it's been really really helpful for us yeah
0: because that's an interesting thing with like kansas city bordering kansas you know trying to you know make it a a a, a situation where it's, equal playing field yeah because yes. it, it, you know it's <laughs> you know and shout out to you know uh, like like service brewing on the kansas side that really pushed you know the the city and 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 the state to be like well this food thing is unfair you know that whole business about yes. where you gotta have thirty percent. Thirty of it. it's just the most ridiculous thing. I mean, I get it. You know, uh, breweries are doing better when you have food, but to, you know, to hold a place to that, and you know, and on and, and it's a double edged sword because you know some of the places here, you know, the to go that the the, the to go game, you have to have food, and so it's to skirt some of those things. I'm not going to mention who they are, (laughs) but but they get, they have donuts on the counter that counts as food. So you can get a to go cocktail.
3: Yes. Case case in point. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
0: it just just reminds me of like when I lived in new Orleans and you know, you go to the daiquiri shop and they've got the drive-through or or the walkout and they'll put the straw in it, put the papers on top. Right. That makes it legal. (laughs) got love that. Well,
1: because it's not open.
0: No, it's not open.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: and, and and one of my favorite stories of going to New Orleans, you know, you go to you used to be able to get a cocktail through the drive-through, right? Well, they they said, no, nah, we're not going to do it anymore. If you want a cocktail, now mind you, the daiquiri has like uh, as like Everclear in it, right? Right, right. <laughs> but if you want a, an actual mixed drink, you can you can go in and get it and then leave, but you can't get it through the
1: drive-through. Right,
0: makes perfect sense. Of course. <laughs> you know we talked to so many people around the country and about you know their laws and what they have to go through um probably the most ridiculous one we had talked to uh uh uh, what's the brewery in new jersey
1: oh four cities four
0: city and to get a liquor license in that state
1: could be a million dollars it's at least it's
0: at least a hundred thousand
1: yeah and it just varies between from a hundred to a million (laughs) yeah
0: Depending on where you are. And they're a a city of, I don't know. over St. George's. Yeah, over 100,000 people. And they've got one brewery. Wow. Because you can't get a license.
3: You can't afford it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's the most... We we were like, wow, we thought Kansas and Missouri was bad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They also had a terrible year with uh their liquor control put the smackdown on events at their breweries and they yes. basically said yes. you know a trivia night is considered an event uh, yes. watching a football game together is a, an event yes. and they limited the amount of events that these breweries could yes. have i mean can you imagine what that impact would be like that's huge that's yeah. crazy it just it's you know there's people that sense.
1: yeah that's sucks. what brings them in Right, yeah, we have to turn off the TVs because they're going to call this an event.
3: Yes, yes. I mean,
1: isn't, isn't it an event because we're there? Right? <laughs> you I
0: walked
3: have. in the door. This is an event. It's
1: an event. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happens when you walk in the door, Nigel. <laughs> it's more like a spectacle. <laughs> a farce.
0: A farce, a farce spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so if people want to get involved in the guild, just as maybe just consumers... What? How can what? What can they do to contribute?
3: Well, we actually do have an enthusiast level membership. We call it the Mob, the Missouri Beer Crew. So, um, yeah, cool right you can there, join girl. the Mob. That yeah. is one
1: of your your collabs. Yeah, the Mob, yeah. the Missouri yeah. Mob.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we we do have that uh, that enthusiast level membership available. It's um, thirty five dollars a year. Um, we try to, we don't, we, because we haven't done a lot of festivals, that was our whole goal was to be able to offer discounted tickets and things like that. But instead we have, you know, just tried to really keep them in the loop about what we're doing as an industry. Um, they get discounts at breweries that are participating, you know, might, might be the industry discount. It might just be a free beer on your birthday, but there's a lot of little perks that are participating breweries. Um, We've done some, you know, when the collab beers came out, they typically get first crack at those. So we just try to do, uh, you know, throw a few things their way to keep them involved and, and we appreciate their support. And they got us through a rough time with the COVID. Uh, <laughs> that was, you know, we, we reached out to our consumers and said, hey, why don't you join the guild? And a lot of them did, and it's been a great support. Well, they, they,
0: they drank a lot of beer. <laughs>
3: yes, they
0: did. <laughs> I just I just remember those those co- My refrigerator, because that when we did together, oh we gosh. can at Diametric, I mean, it was it was it was some beer. It was beautiful because it was some stuff you might not ever have.
1: My right. fridge was so I a, would just picture of and of and of course in fabulousness and and
0: in, in, in support of you know trying to support every time we did it. I'm like, oh, well, I need some of that. You know, right? Yeah. You know, so that you know that's a that's a beautiful thing. So that's that's. You know it's good. Good. Join the guild, kids. Let's join let's the get, guild. guild. Get, get your discounts, get your discounts, get your perks. Support yes. <laughs> here. How, how do we find um, you guys on social media? Where if people want to follow
3: uh, Missouri Craft Brewers Guild on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter? Um, and our website's www.mocraftbeer.com. So join us, follow us, become us. <laughs> we welcome everyone.
1: Join the mob, folks. Join, join the mob. Join the mob. <laughs> that,
0: that, that needs to be a marketing campaign right there. I'm just yeah. but we're going to give you that one for free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Well, You'll owe us a favor later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need a, need a, a collab Here's with Nigel. <laughs> oh, mob.
3: yeah. We should do that too. Absolutely.
0: That's, that's the easy button. Yeah, we're yeah. ready to do that.
1: We can't refuse.
0: <laughs>
3: It
1: just writes itself. I it, mean. It re- and, and it really, the jokes really write
0: themselves, yeah. Which is we're just, we're just <laughs> f- like facilitators. Coming out of
1: my pen. <laughs> <I said> butter.
0: <laughs> butter. Movie reference, sorry. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I just skipped over that anyway. Nick, where can they find us on the socials?
1: You can find Beers with Nigel on the Facebooks, the Tweeters, the Tweeters. Beer Tweeter. Nigel is an evangelist for Beer Twitter. Yep. Uh, you can find us on the Instagrams and YouTube. Yep, we're on YouTube. And, and you can listen to Beers with Nigel on Apple Podcasts, but, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or most any of your favorite podcast apps. And Sherry, do you have one of those Alexa devices? Uh, no, I don't. She used to get one.
0: I suppose you could ask Siri to do it. You probably
1: asked yeah. Siri Google.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, be, there's only one podcast called that <laughs> that I never know of.
1: I don't think there's we – don't, we don't have any a uh, name competition with that one. No. Excellent. So not-
0: <laughs> well thanks for coming on um again stick around because we gotta you know we gotta do uh what do we gotta do
1: well we just gotta talk to her for a little bit
0: yeah yeah. because te- technology you know it's not instant so hang
1: on uh hold on for like 46 D- seconds did
0: we did we tell people good night good night good morning. it's noon <laughs> good afternoon
3: Yeah, hi. it's beer 30 now let's go
0: <laughs> this sunday podcast turn into a thing don't they? <laughs> it's, a whole,
3: it's a whole it's a different it's a vibe. vibe it's a vibe yeah, Folks, it's beer
1: 30
2: <laughs> you've been listening to beers with nigel a show about beer and other stuff hosted by nigel woodbury and that other guy nick parker Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, providing bumper-to-bumper graphic design, promo products, and print services. Find them at direoil.com. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors. Find Beers with Nigel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.